Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to The Best Damn Camp, a Royal Universe read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Royden in timeline order. I'm your friend and neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are beginning the next story in the Royal Universe timeline, which is Heroes of Olympus series, House of Hades. This week we start with the first section entitled Travel and Magic, which is from pages 1 to 32. It's so weird being on a small number again. <laughs> As always, I just want to remind you all, if you want to support this podcast by getting early access to episodes and just, you know, supporting me because I have no job, the economy is terrible, and nothing is going well. So um, consider supporting me on Patreon or buying the books I have or pre-ordering the books I have because, you know, that's a good way to support me as well because I really do. Either, like, like all that sort of stuff or just, like, send luck into the universe so I can get a job because it's really not going well. But anyway... And off of the sad stuff, well, we're about to get into more sad stuff, it's just a different kind of set. <laughs> so, as always, we've our points to focus on. So today we've got openings, characters, I don't know why I paused so long there, <laughs> openings, characters, and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in. Now this opening section is all from Hazel's point of view. So, here is the overview for Hazel's chapters. Things have been going very badly for our demigods ever since they lost Percy and Annabeth. What? Oh my god, my reading comprehension is so bad. Running from Rome, facing bouldering monsters and barely getting the required six hours sleep, it's taking a lot out of them. Nico and Hazel have been growing closer and keeping some things to themselves as they head towards Greece. When another boulder nearly takes them out of the sky, Hazel takes charge and directs them where to go before noticing her loyal horse, Arian, nearby. Taking the guidance of her prayer to her dad, she goes to Arian, who takes her to a nearby storm where she meets the goddess, Hecate. What? Yeah, Hecate. That makes sense. Hecate offers Hazel multiple choices, all with their own deadly directions. When Hazel asks what would happen to Percy and Annabeth, Hecate says every choice leads to their loss, and that is unacceptable. The only way to save them is far more dangerous, and it means it facing a witch at the doors of death, and only one may live. Dun 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 dun! <laughs> this is a really, like, this is a really good opener. I'm really happy with how this opening goes. Like, it's, Im- immediately this book is so much stronger than all the other previous openings that we've had. Like, it's immediately into the action, everything is drama heavy emotion heavy it's hazel i love hazel i'm so glad she's the opening 
the, the opener for this book. Uh, just this is automatically just a really good section, and you know you can you can feel how everyone's out of balance with this. I know we're technically only seeing three characters because Frank, Jason, and Piper are all asleep because they took the night shift. But you can see how out of balance everyone is without Percy and Annabeth. Do I feel it's slightly dramatised a little bit? Yes, because they were really not working well as a team beforehand. But you know, it's fine, it's whatever. I just, I like how it's being presented because it, it, it feels believable. Because yeah, Percy and Annabeth were, you know, the veterans basically of the group. They'd been through so much and had so much experience and had so much to offer that now without their guidance like the group is kind of floundering which then makes even more sense that hazel is in a sense the one who takes well it would have been either either hazel or nico if i'm honest but nico is you know no one seems to like nico because they're all homophobic except for hazel and piper but she's in her compare face um because you know hazel has been through so much i mean she died when she was 13 taking down a giant i mean this this girl has been through it so uh, yeah i really like they were opening up from hazel's pov from the get-go i say it all the time i'll talk about it in the character section hazel should have been a more prominent character because i mean this girl she's getting on it do i think she should have been the one who was connecting with her kate no, not remotely. I think that should have been Piper because, you know, Piper technically has magical mist-related powers through her charm speak. She can make people seem what she wants. She can make people do what she wants. That's kind of what the mist does. But do I like that Hazel has some, like, you know, improved importance? Yes, I really do like that. Do I think it should have just been her becoming the leader of the group, which is somewhat also kind of funny because she's 13 and the youngest out of all of them? Again, age is wrong she should actually be 14 but that's besides the point um yes i do think she should have just been the leader instead of having magic as well but again i love hazel so i'm happy with this direction i just also really like piper and wish piper had more of a chance um all the girls <laughs> deserve more of a chance in this my lord uh but yeah i I really like this opening. Are we surprised at the positivity here? Yes, I'm sure you all are, but I am trying to be in a good mood and you know, it's kind of easy to be in a good mood, but I've had a pretty good few weeks, so yay for me. Robert, make a meme about how I'm happy. No, I'm joking, you need to rest. Robert, I love you, please rest. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move into the opening section. I've talked a little bit about it there. Do I need to talk slower? I may need to talk slower. Sorry. These episodes are always really quite short these days because I talk really fast and I don't always have that much to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, openings. Opening mid-action I adore and love because, you know, we're being thrust right into it. I think the only thing that kind of threw me is that we don't actually know how much time has passed since um, Annabeth and Percy you know, fell into Tartarus. At least, I don't remember reading a specific, like, I, admittedly, I could have glossed over it. My reading comprehension is shit these days. But, you know, as far as I'm aware, it didn't say. I'm not, like, we don't have to. Um, but, yeah, I, do, I like opening up mid-action. Oh, sorry, I did not mean to yawn into the mic, and I can't cut that out because I was speaking halfway through it. <laughs> um... 
what I do also love is that not only we're opening up mid-action, the main action is coming from Hazel and Nico doing awesomely because um, siblings unite, siblings are awesome. Um, <laughs> sibling power. Um, I also like that Hazel and Nico are bonding a bit more. I love that for them. They deserve it. These two displaced children finding a family with each other because, you know, they are family, but still, you know, even more so. I just, I just, I just really like it. I like also seeing, like I mentioned, the disjointed element of the seven because they're no longer the seven. They are now, uh, oh, seven minus two. It's five. There's now only five of them. No, because Nico's there. So six. So they're, te they're technically one down, but you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Maths is hard, Jesus. Um, yeah, we, we're seeing what they're like without their de facto leader and as, you know, Hazel describes it, Percy was their backbone, Annabeth was the de facto leader. And, you know, because they aren't there and because they don't have this direction of these veterans, you know, everything's kind of falling apart. She's saying that they've been arguing more, things are a bit more complicated, people don't really know how to make a choice because all choices lead into an argument because they all can't all decide on one thing. They all they all have their own opinions, which is why Annabeth was their de facto leader, because she was more decisive. She knew the best things to do because she was the smartest of all of them. So I kind of like that we're having this laid out. I do kind of wish we were seeing it a little bit, um, but we'll probably see it a little bit like a couple of chapters from now um but yeah i just like seeing conflict i like that we're kind of getting right into it of the fact that you know problems have already occurred because of the fact that percy and annabeth have been lost it makes sense um and what also makes sense is the fact that hazel going into characters um <laughs> has become the de facto leader and decision maker of the group after they lost percy and annabeth because, like I said, she has the most experience besides Nico, but people think Nico's creepy, so they wouldn't listen to him. And she's the one who has always been quite decisive. Like, she has knowledge of what to do. And also, people seem to turn towards her. Do I like the adultification of a young black girl? Not particularly. But out of all of them, <laughs> she's the... Her and Piper are, like, basically the only ones I would trust to make decisions out of this group. Because Frank is a people pleaser, Jason is Jason, Leo's a nightmare, and like I said, no one would listen to Nico. Also, I don't think he'd do well in like being a leader to people because he's a like I was gonna say lone wolf. Lone wolves don't exist; they die. Um, <laughs> actually, no. I guess technically he's a lone wolf because he's dying whenever he's alone. Like he's just not. He's very sickly. Um, yeah, so it made sense for Hazel to become the next one because, you know, she kind of was that a little bit previously. I just like her coming into her own and, you know, having that confidence and having this skill to be able to be a leader. I just, you know, wish her character was a little bit older so it would not feel as weird of the fact that this young 13-year-old girl is in charge of a bunch of 16, 17-year-olds. Um, but that's just how it be sometimes. Um, although I, I say that I was just to kind of off topic I was watching so I love this um, uh, this Asian pop group called XG they're a Japanese girl well they're girls from Japan 
who promote in Korea, but they sing exclusively in English. Just to put some background. Freaking love XG. But they've got a documentary that's coming out at the moment. And we show, like, all the pre- people who weren't in the group before are, like, auditioning and, you know, being knocked out and round and stuff like that. And there's a scene where one of the youngest people, um, I can't remember her name now. She's not one of the ones who, like, debuted with XG. She's 13 in a group with, like, there are, like, 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 14, 15, 16-year-olds. But a 13-year-old girl is the one who becomes, like, the speaker for the group. And I remember thinking, well, there are, like, 16-year-olds in this and it's a 13-year-old girl. That's interesting. But I guess sometimes that happens, like, if you have that level of confidence. And Hazel has definitely gained a level of confidence since, you know, everything that's happened. And, you know, she even mentions that she feels guilty over what happened to Percy and Annabeth because there was nothing she could do. Like, both her and Nico have so much guilt to do with that situation because they were the only ones there. So it kind of almost makes sense, additionally, that she would step up because she feels responsible. Same with how Nico is stepping up a lot, even if people seem to, you know, be assholes about him. And Leo as well, stepping up a little bit with being more hands-on with the ship and everything because he also feels guilty. I mean, everyone feels guilty all about it, but like Hazel and Nico specifically will be feeling even more so because they were there and there was nothing they could do. So it makes sense that she's become leader. It makes sense that, you know, (laughs) what doesn't make sense is that she doesn't become, like, she's not a main character, but she should be. And she is presented as one, but she's not treated like a main character. Like, this is the only book that she's kind of treated as a proper main character because she gets to do things and make decisions and just lead and I love it both her and Frank have a lot of main character moments and I'm I'm obsessed with that I love it um because yeah hell yeah she's gonna learn magic hell yeah she's the leader I'm just she's the youngest and she's the one that they're looking for answers to again not the biggest fan because like adultification of children but like at the same time main character hazel hell yeah um and it's just it's just a really strong start which i just really appreciate because here's of olympus didn't really have the strongest of starts for me so neptune was a goodish strong start mark of athena it was a strong start ish again and it's only at certain points but this one off the bat is so much stronger it's to the point it doesn't waffle it gets there we know what we're doing we know where we're going we know what's happening and we know the struggles that are come going to come with it like one person may only live if they go to the doors of death but the doors of death is where they go to save percy and annabeth and it's also where they go to stop you know monsters and creatures coming back from the dead so we've got literally everything we know what this book is going to be about and i love that and uh yeah that's kind of all i have to really say about it this episode is so freaking short oh my god um (laughs) for this week's question of the episode i want to know how do you feel about the opening of the house of hades let me know everything all your let me know everything let me know your thoughts on my social media i'm not using twitter anymore because twitter hates gay people here hates trans people fuck twitter fuck elon musk and um yeah so i'm only on instagram instagram still sucks because i mean what's his name the guy who runs facebook he obviously runs instagram he sucks as well i just don't remember his name um (laughs) 
Uh, I would put this on YouTube, but uh, I got told to kill myself on YouTube when I posted the podcast a few times. So yeah, that's not going to be happening anytime soon. Um, and yeah, like I was saying, if you want to support this and get early access and all that sort of stuff, patreon.com slash a healthy dose of friend, buy my book, support all my friends and other podcasters. Um, leave reviews on Spotify so more people can find this podcast and hate me. Uh, <laughs> and here's to a happy presentation of House of Hades because it's starting off strong. Let's hope it stays there. Um, oh, and next week may be a bonus special episode because the sun and the star comes out. Wait, no, not next week. No, it is next week. Yeah, it comes out on the 2nd. So the episode next week may be out slightly late. Um, unsurprising because, like, the month of March was basically terrible for me. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, next week may be slightly late by like a day or two because I'm going to do a review commentary of The Sun and the Star for the pod. So stay tuned for that. And then the week after that, we will have the next episode for House of Hades. But yes, that is how it's being. Um, yes, I'm dragging this out to try and at least get it to 18 minutes, but I doubt that's what it's going to be. So thank you all for tuning in for this week's episode. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our Rollinverse journey. Toodle pip. Oh God, I hate that. <laughs> to plug where you can find our podcast, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and basically where you listen to your podcasts. In the meantime, between episodes, you can find The Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode, you can email thebestdamncamp at hotmail.com or if you want to support the podcast, you can head over to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran, which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks. Want more Rollinverse content? Check me out on YouTube at a healthy dose of Fran. And if you want to support my writing career, drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Again, thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter, and I'll see, shall I speak to you all next time. Bye.